Hello, Brad here. Just to say we're super proud that the Friday 5pm podcast is sponsored by the Malt Miller, the UK's best home brew store. We use the Malt Miller for all of our homebrew experiments, as well as tapping them up for advice and binging on their awesome YouTube channel all the time. That's why whenever we release a homebrew video, we put a recipe kit live on the Malt Miller, so you can brew with the exact same amazing ingredients that we did. The same ingredients used by pro brewers. So alongside the Malt Miller's nitro-flushed hops, cold-stored yeast and milled-to-order malts, you can pick up recipe kits for our Five Points Best Bitter, Russian River West Coast IPA, and now the fastest beer in the world, a hazy session IPA that goes from grain to glass in less than 48 hours. Sign up to their newsletter at tinyurl.com forward slash maltmiller to get 5% off your first order. With the Malt Miller's amazing customer service and Johnny's 48-hour recipe, you could order the ingredients on a Monday and be drinking the beer by the weekend. Speaking of which, it's Friday. It's 5pm. So enjoy this week's Friday 5pm podcast. Good afternoon, beer geeks. A very happy Friday to you. Um, I'm assuming you're all as fucking cold as I am. Well, on that note, Johnny, I've got some, some interesting stats for you. Wednesday night in the UK was the coldest night in 25 years. Interesting. Very interesting. Right? It was twen- minus 22 in uh, Braemar in Aberdeenshire. Uh, and that was the, the coldest temperature recorded since 1995. 1995 was the year that grunge music broke across the planet. So there you go. There's some, some, uh, some cold facts and some hot music facts for you. That was that was excellent. Right? Um, I, I reckon the, the drop in temperature was caused by the reaction to this week's video, seeing as it happened on Wednesday. Is it? Uh, I, I believe. <laughs> I believe so. <laughs> Do you think that um, a lot more people were brewing lagers to take advantage of the cold weather? Maybe outside la- apres lagers. Not apres. That means after outside lagers. What do you reckon? Interestingly, I was talking to a brewery who are about to start a, an outdoor oak lager project. Ooh. And they said that um, it would have been perfect to do it this week, except that Brexit had fucked over the import of their barrels. Damn. That sucks. So, yeah, that's not ideal. And now they might not have the right temperatures to do the project this year. But they're hoping that this cold snap can last. Wow. I hope so, too. Maybe. Do I hope so? No. It's nice when it snows, isn't it? I tried to go sledding the other day, but um, by the time I got to the park, uh, all of the kids had turned the hills into into just sort of poo brown mud slopes, and uh, yeah. it was very upsetting. I've still got my my childhood sled, uh, which is bright red, made of plastic, and still How's the plastic ones lasted. They right? never last a day. It's amazing. It's got a. It's still got a, a box fresh. Made in Sweden logo on the front of it, uh, so you know it's ah, good. Swedish right? plastic, Swedish plastics. Yeah. Those guys know how to do snow. Um, it's still going, mate. I, I I went down one slope on whenever that was Tuesday or Monday. Can't remember now. I think it was Monday. Who knows? It was good fun, but it was it was a small slope that the uh, the other kids hadn't made opportunity of yet um, because it was it was less of a headline slope in the park. But my my chunky momentum took me down at great speed. Uh, that's that's of great relief to me. Right. Uh, another thing, Johnny. Today is a palindrome. This doesn't happen very often. 
It's uh one two o two two o two one. And that that's if you're if you're English and you, you have your um uh your month before your date in the month. Yeah, the Americans are confused. The Americans are confused, but they've had lots of palindromes uh since January. They had a stint of I believe ten days. Uh yeah, I think it was a stint of ten days in January. Uh consecutive days which were palindromic, which is which is kinda cool as well. But I wonder whether these sort of strange events of the world and all the kind of mathematical things are aligning. Bradley, what what's <laughs> happened this week? Have you have you discovered the internet this week? Yeah, yeah. And you've yeah, just yeah. been reading it. Or no, you found BBC News and you're just clicking the most read. So what's I, going I, on? I think what it is, I just got up a bit earlier and uh I just, I just <laughs> making the most of the day. Yeah, I just watched a few things and uh I was like, yeah, I like numbers and stuff. Also, in better news, uh oh, <laughs> The pubs on the Isle of Man are open, Johnny, and they have been since the beginning of February, which I didn't realise. But there you go. I just heard that. Hey, today. that's great. That's cool, right? They've got no. I'm, I'm really happy for them. <laughs> well, the place is called, I believe, the capital is called Douglas, which is a very sort of masculine name for a town. I just think of Michael Douglas or Kurt Douglas. Um, you know, so I'm like those are men. They're manly men, right? So I was like, the name of the town is Douglas, and all the pubs are open. Um, and I can't remember how many thousand people live on the Isle of Man, uh, which is the only place in the UK to have the pubs open. Um, it's a, it's a, Isle of Man isn't, it's a, I can't remember, it's got a funny definition in terms of what it is being part yeah, of I was going to say, I'm not sure they're technically part of the UK. It's a principality or something wacky, I can't remember yeah. what it is, but it's, it's kind of cool. They've had no well, cases that, that, there. That's for you to read tomorrow morning on the internet. Right, right. So yeah. one more thing, Johnny. Tell us about your tweet last night. Uh, you tweet a lot, but you you said I'll quote you. <laughs> I was going to go which one? I've had a fucking shit day and eight German Keller beers in the fridge. Let's do some maths. Yeah, the answer to that uh, to to that mathematical question is five. Five beers. You made it to five, and you don't yeah. you don't sound like you're hanging either, which is pretty good. No, I'm doing okay. I mean, I wouldn't call them session beers, Keller beers. They're all around about 5%. But I started early. I had a, a big hearty meal. Um, I can recommend uh, Franconian Keller beers with bolognese. Oh, nice great match. stuff. Yeah. The sweetness um, would be brilliant, actually, I reckon. Yum. Yeah, it was really good. Mm. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I had a terrible day. Basically, I'm trying to buy a house. And as everybody knows, it never goes to plan. Um so I, I turned to drink because that's both the answer to and the cause of all of life's problems. Oh, dude. Well, I hope it's okay. We haven't talked about that, but I thought everything was, was going hunky-dory. So I hope it still is pretty much. Hey, fingers crossed. If yeah. if people stop being so goddamn like people, yeah, maybe we'd get somewhere in this world. But yeah. there we go. Let's talk about this week's video, <laughs> unless you've got anything else that you've learned uh, from this thing called prob- the internet. I've probably got other stuff too, but I'll keep it in the bag for another time. <laughs> there you go. I'll, I'll let Alrighty. you off lightly today. Thanks. It felt, it felt like you let me off. Um, so this week's video was our attempt at starting a conversation around what what the best brewery in the world is, but more more than that, we were trying to start a conversation about what makes a great brewery. Yeah, exactly. Um, so throughout the first half of it, we discussed a couple of our favourite breweries and why we think they're great, whether it was the beer or the vibe or the people 
or the impact that it's had um, or how many Alsatians you were attacked by on the way in, which is what happened <laughs> in Kautzka. Um, and then about halfway through, uh, we well, we cut away to another bit of filming because I was editing the video a couple of weeks, almost a couple of months later, and decided that we'd done quite a shit job with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we we just we'd gone down a sort of very America rabbit hole, haven't we? And we'd just gone into ourselves and indulged our kind of love. And I think what it is, because we haven't been able to travel, um, and we haven't been able to travel with the channel in over a year, pretty much. You, you did a bit of harvest stuff, but I haven't really gone anywhere. Um, we, we were just looking back with kind of rose-tinted eyes uh, at the kind of the glory days, uh, pre-pandemic, where we were road tripping across America and just, you know, you know, letting letting our hair down and, and just having shits and giggles and, and meeting great people and all the rest of it. And it's it's very easy to just think that is the best beer experience ever and the best breweries ever. And potentially they are. But we've kind of gone down that, that rabbit hole and, and totally forgotten about some of our homegrown stuff and sort of other places around the world. I put it more down to the fact that it was the fourth video we'd filmed <laughs> that day because we were cramming it in before... Yeah. Um, before the world started burning again. And we in all the other previous videos, we'd been talking about those breweries, and I think we just got tunnel vision. Yeah. Yeah, that's but Also, it. the sort of the rose-tinted of our last great... Well, actually, not our last great trip. Our last great trip was to St. Pete's. Um, and Green Bench probably should have got a mention in that, because I think they, their beers were just unbelievable, and everything we brought back was unbelievable. Yeah, man. So Especially survived with... Survived the, yeah. the, the lack of context. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I, and I think especially meeting Chris out there as well at the brewery, and and just him being a champion for good in the world, and and that part of the world, and, and sort of um, putting a spotlight on the history of of that particular place, and uh, you know, uh, just sort of you know owning owning a, a symbol which was kind of a bad a bad thing, and and yeah, he of, he co opted it, he took took yeah. back the green bench. Yeah, very cool. Great guy. Yeah, I'll put a link to that video in the description box in yeah. case people haven't seen it because it's an amazing story about um, yeah uh, the the first black owner of a brewery uh, naming his his brewery after the Green Bench, which um, black people were, were famously not allowed to sit on in St Petersburg. Um, so yeah, it's a super cool brewery. He he probably could have been mentioned. But what was interesting because we basically the reason we went back mainly is because we forgot to mention Colonel. Mm. who are one of the best breweries in the world, have had a huge impact. You know, I I think as big an impact as Brewdog have on actual inspiration for people to start breweries in the UK. Big time. And it's interesting that we missed them, despite them being a few miles from your house, and started (laughs) talking about breweries on the other side of the world. Because, like you say, we do... I think everybody has rose-tinted views of breweries that are elsewhere and wishing that, you know, we sit there and go, ah. I wish I lived near Treehouse. And in fact, I said that on our Discord forum um, uh, earlier this week. And then sort of caught myself going, but do I? Because we have Cloudwater, Verdant, Dea, Northern Monk. You know, we, we have these breweries that make New England IPAs just as good as Treehouse now. Yes. So why are we still obsessed with the ones on the other side of the world? <laughs> I, it's it's all just it's locked up in the, the imagination, isn't it? And the sort of mm. projecting feelings onto places and special objects and beers and 
you know i i just think there's there's always a magic in the in in something when it's invented in a place everyone is going to want a pilgrimage over there and and see what what is so special about a place what's the terroir that allowed you know some nuts <laughs> that's my favorite pronunciation i've ever heard terroir terroir, terroir. um you know i think it's great but there's also you know like the grass is always greener on the other side the hops are always stickier or uh you know, hoppier um, elsewhere. But, you know, we've got a, we're so lucky in the UK to have such amazing uh, beers being being made in, in all these world-class breweries. So, yeah, we've, I mean, I don't know why we're preaching. Everyone knows that already. We were the ones that forgot it and we corrected ourselves. This summer, I'm going to be hosting talks at the Manchester, Bristol and London Craft Beer Festivals, giving festival goers the chance to attend tutored tastings, rare beer pours, meet the brewers and even guided tours of the bars. These three festivals are the highlights of my events calendar, featuring some of the world's best breweries with delicious restaurant pop-ups, great music and a really welcoming party atmosphere. It's the third year I've been hosting the We Are Beer Tastings table, but for the first time I'm delighted to offer all of our listeners, viewers and Patreons £5 off a ticket when you use the code CBC5. Just hit the link in the description to buy. See you there. But I think I think I think we're all guilty of it at some point. It's why you know I I don't have anything against trading sort of juice for juice. I, I only get annoyed when we're trading lambic for juice mostly. Um, but it is interesting that we'll we'll spend hundreds of dollars on shipping to get beer that is of a lower quality because it's spent two two weeks at sea than something we could get just down the road. And I think I always have to give myself a little reality check when I catch myself nearly doing that. Yeah, definitely. Um, anyway, anyway, let's dive into the comments because there is a comment I've got that's vaguely related to that. Um, I haven't replied to this person yet, so I apologise, but I will. Um, and it's a, a comment from Bear Down two four eight nine. Great name. Um, and he says there are eight thousand breweries in America, and all of your choices are incredible and worthy. The crazy thing is, we could easily give shout outs to three to five hundred stellar and well-rounded breweries in the country that you could call world class, and that would be like five percent of the nation's options. Great point. Like America is has hundreds of world-class breweries as we discovered on the rate beer list like there was nobody there that didn't deserve to be there there are a couple of people that did deserve to be there that weren't but that just proves the point it's so hard to pick um but he then goes on to say i feel like innovation is almost done it's time for american breweries to truly refine their craft and continue to strengthen their relationships with their own communities um which i definitely agree with and i've definitely seen america start to look at traditional styles to start to turn slightly inward and focus on the products they already have um and indeed to focus again on core beers because the 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 covid pandemic has forced breweries to focus on uh, more on sort of supermarket and liquor store sales which has meant going with brands that already have a name so there has been a move towards sort of flagship brands um or at least variations of seasonal beers that people recognize but the re- main reason I want to bring up Bear Down's comment is because his last thing, he says, strengthen their relationship with their own communities. And I would argue 
that the comments in general on this video say that that's already happened because most of the comments we had were from people saying something like, you're going to think I haven't travelled much, but actually it's my local brewery. Yeah. And then they list the local brewery. And we've had that from people all over the world in the comments. All of them going, no, my favourite brewery is my local brewery. Yeah. So I, I feel like breweries are quite good at reaching their communities. Do you think that's a bit of? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm no doubt some of these breweries are going to be amazing, and I'm excited to discover them if we haven't already tried them. Um, do you think some of that is going to be sort of hometown glory, like rhetoric kind of thing, supporting your your local team? Um, you know, or do you think it's genuinely they've tried they've tried the rest? Theirs is the best. I think it's both. Yeah, I think I think they've gone to lots of other places tried other beer and gone, it's no better than home. And my brewery at home makes, um, not only makes incredible beer, but has a wonderful vibe. And I know the people there and I feel comfortable there. And I think, you know, that that's, that's that should be a credit to a lot of the community, the, the breweries um, in those spaces that they've managed to create something that feels so welcoming. The, the, the darker side to it is that, of course, breweries are mostly located in certain areas and are often priced to the point where certain parts of that community can't access it. And that's where I definitely agree with Bear Down 2489 that we can do better at reaching wider communities um, rather than you know being part of this sort of narrative of, of going into an area where they can afford to rent and gentrifying it. Like, um, I think there's definitely work to be done there. But I think it's really nice that you know the opposite of the grass is always greener is also lots of people or even the same people you know maybe if somebody asked us who our favorite brewery was rather than us making the comment making the video and asking the question we might have said colonel in that context yeah 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 yeah. because if an american asked we'd probably want to say a british brewery would be like hey well you know colonel cloudwater maybe even dayer at this point um they make great varieties of beers there you know they they have i philosophical Oh boy, maybe I am hungover. Philo- Philosophical. <sighs> Philosophies that we Philosophies. Uh, agree with and can sort of buy into. Um, so yeah, I, I thought it was a really interesting comment. Um, and it was really great to see so many other comments that were talking about um, their local breweries being their favourites. You just raised an interesting aside there, which was you kind of touched upon breweries, um, gentrifying areas. Traditionally... It was it was artists and creatives that would move to an area, a cheap area that was sort of undervalued, um, in, in you know in terms of financially or culturally, um, financially, and they they would they would bring change to an area, they'd make it more vibrant, exciting place. They'd open new businesses, coffee shops, all that kind of stuff. Do you think that we've reached a point now? where breweries have become part of a wave of gentrification um, in towns and cities around the world. And is is that a good thing? Um, I guess it's just a state, a state I of... I mean, yeah. there's, there's academic papers on whether gentrification is a good thing or not, mm. and it depends how it's done. But I think definitely, particularly in, in, in America, um, there have been lots of controversial... Um, examples of breweries moving to cheap areas for the cheap rent former like working collar areas and they're not actually doing anything to service the community that already live there right that's um, the that's the crux of the matter isn't it it's if it brings uh you know real value and and puts back into the community 
that it's part of now or if it's just a sort of a force for like taking over and you know pricing people out of the area and all the rest of it but you know you would hope that that, that kind of action happening um, brings people and communities close together uh, I'm a bit of a hippie or whatever and I would say I'm a bit of a artistic creative person so I, I always look at it as a positive thing but I can totally understand how it can be a, a negative thing as well but I think it's interesting how you know now brewery and uh, sorry beer and brewing has become part of that culture I think that's that's a cool that's a cool thing and it's an interesting thing yeah, I think it's a real opportunity for breweries to show that it that it can be done right. And if you're going to move to an area that um, doesn't have a lot of money, then you've got to come up with an offer that can welcome those people in. Um, in America, it's a little bit easier to do because beer isn't as expensive as it is here. Um, but it, it's got to be, you know, if beer wants to be this, this grassroots and, and ethical movement that we've always claimed it is, you can't just plonk yourself down in a, in a warehouse and start selling beer to, you know, super, super rich white people from the other side of town. Like, that's not actually helping the location at all. No. I do uh, wonder if we'll get to the point where realtors and estate agents will, will be putting on their listings, you know, uh, instead of close to coffee shops and bougie um, kind of... Oh, uh, they already are, Brad. You know, they're, they're already saying close good to local breweries. breweries. Do you reckon? Yeah, I've never yeah. seen that, yeah, but I, that's interesting. I've, I've seen it on my house hunting. Huh. Wow, there you go. Yeah, it's definite, <laughs> definitely a, a draw for people. Maybe they saw me coming. Yeah, yeah, they named it for you. <laughs> um, Took one look at me and went, yeah, I'll tell him about the local craft brewery. <laughs> yes. Probably used the term craft ales, which Ooh, is just lovely. sends a shiver down my spine. Lovely, lovely. Uh, What comment did you dig out, Braddock? Yeah, so I, I had a couple, but the one I liked particularly was from Ben Pagnelli. Um, he said, I'm absolutely loving Brad's shirt. Milton Glazer was not only a great graphic designer, but a true New York hero. Having, having been one of the founders of New York Magazine and the Underground Gourmet Column, which has since become Grub Street, he got the idea for the Brooklyn Brewery logo from the old Brooklyn Dodgers logo. How cool is that? He also is the one who convinced Steve Hindi to change the name from Brooklyn Eagle. Not a bad name, but not as catchy. He is most remembered for two things. His Dylan poster from the 60s and, of course, the I Love New York logo. Um, now, I own the Dylan poster and I own numerous I Love New York things. And he ended the comment with, wait a second, you guys are selling that? Um, which I'm guessing is in a in a New York accent because he's he's espousing greatly about New York. Um, <laughs> yes, we are selling that. Uh, I I have culturally appropriated um, the, the 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 sort of iconography of Brooklyn Brewery, uh, their branding, and sort of made a homage T-shirt to the great man Milton Glaser, who died last year. So that's an our little kind of personal. Um, take and homage to, 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 I think, the granddaddy of uh, beer branding. Um, he's a ledge. So, yeah, buy one of them if you want. We've got our Teespring uh, web shop, which has got all kinds of stuff on there. And uh, it's great. I, I love it. I'm, I'm wearing one right now, Johnny. How about you? Uh, yes. yes. No, I'm not. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't lie to you, Bradley. Oh. I'm wearing a big-ass jumper because it's freezing. It is cold. It is cold. 
Yeah. Well, thank you for noticing in the comments there. And yeah, we, I'll put a link to our Teespring shop there where we've got that. We've got, uh, what else have we got? We've got some unique designs by Brad. We've got our Beweiser hoodie. Exactly, Beweiser. We've got a Black Sabbath one, which is sort of beer uh, savant. Oh, yes, of course, yeah. Snit Happens. Snit Happens, which is about kind of uh, just that, you know, like, eh, you know, life deals you a, a bad one. Or whatever, but it's also a cheeky little pun on Czech uh, drinking culture. Um, there's all sorts on there, mate. There's, I think it's, I think it's shaping up really good. I've got lots more ideas that I need to talk to you about, um, which, which I wanna, I wanna make as well. So it's an ever evolving uh, shop that, that's gonna keep being added to over over time. So hopefully there'll be something for everybody on there. Cool. Next, we've got, uh, we've got a question in. This week, a recorded question. If you want to send in your question, you can do so by emailing a recorded video file or just a written email to craftbeerboys at gmail.com. Uh, this week, we have a question from Sean Brewer, who we've he sent us a question before. So thank you for um, <laughs> keeping this part of the podcast going, Sean. Um, let's hear what Sean wants to know. Hi, Johnny and Brad. Sean Brewer here, one of your patrons. And I have a question. If you could choose any dessert... And any beer to match with the dessert, of course. What would that dessert be? And what would the beer be? For me, it's got to be that slice of chocolate cake from the film Matilda. Paired with an imperial stout, which really brings out that chocolatey goodness. Okay, thanks guys. Loving beer. Loved, loved his uh, love and beer sign-off there. Ah, it's great to hear, wasn't it? <laughs> That's uh, Craft Beer Channel approved lingo right there, so <laughs> nice one, dude. Uh, Bradley, I think you, sh- you should go first, because you're the man with the sweet tooth. Well, I was, I'm trying to think of the beer I'd match with it, but i definitely have a Portuguese uh, pastel de nata, de nata, or however you say it. So a kind of creme brulee custard tart in a super flaky... Um, pastry that that has a sort of very uh, sugary Maillard reaction-y um, crusty top with maybe cinnamon on it depending on where you go um, uh, the, the sort of burnt sugar thing I'm, I'm thinking of drinking it with a litre of <laughs> a litre of uh, something sweet like a like a Keller beer or something like that or something that's very, very um, rich, like uh, chocolate, uh, like Imperial Stout or something. I haven't got a specific beer. That particular flavour, there's so much you can do with what is essentially yeah. vanilla custard in flaky pastry. Right. Um, yeah. You could you could definitely... I, I think maybe a Keller beer wouldn't quite be sweet enough. I'd go more Doppelbock. Um, mm, okay. Or I'd go for a Scotch Ale that is just like liquid caramel. That could yeah. be really nice. Yeah, that'll work. Um, nice. Another thing you could do is go a little bit tart, maybe like a Berliner Weiss with um, like maybe raspberry. That'd be really nice, about like a kind of coolie on the vanilla. So it could give it a bit more of a kind of yogurt, not yogurt vibe, but kind of like a bit of sharpness. to the, Yeah, to just that, like a squeeze of lemon. Sweetness. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, a bit of acidity. That always wakes the flavour, doesn't it? So mm-hmm. that's a good shout. Yeah, nice. um, those would probably be my tips for a pastel donate. Um, I would, I mean, I'm a, I, I love traditional British puddings. My, my favourite pudding is is um, 
either is it well it's probably a sticky toffee pudding oof nice um and i i mean that's such a tricky thing to to match with because it's so sweet with custard so or ice cream johnny uh custard custard Definitely. not custard and ice cream that's what? the way to go surely. that's mad <laughs> Hot custard and then cold ice cream. They're they're, they're both vanilla flavour. This is Bradley. The hot hot custard and the cold ice cream, they fight each other. (sighs) And then it all is a party in your mouth. Oh, my business with a Philistine. (laughs) Um, With with that, I think probably a Scotch ale would be quite good too, but it'd be quite overwhelming. Maybe something a bit barrel-aged, add a bit of booziness to it. You could add a a chocolatey bit of naughtiness, maybe some whiskey naughtiness with a a bourbon barrel-aged stout. whiskey, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I that could be really nice. Be great. Talking of chocolate cake, though, to go back to Sean, my favourite match with the chocolate cake is a creek. Nice. To yeah, try and make a bit of like a, a gatto, Black Forest gatto vibe. ghetto vibes. Yeah, man. Um, I'm into that. I think that really works. Particularly like the sweeter, boozier creeks, like the um, uh, the Urd Beer Cell one, which is, I think, 7.5% and tastes of yeah. like marzipan and cherry. And We haven't done this as a video, have we? This is a good video. Pudding and beer matching probably would work. We've sort of maybe touched upon it. Yeah, maybe we should do a video. We haven't really focused on sweet stuff and matching because that is the hardest thing to get right because beer is often bitter and dry. Yeah. Um, so maybe that is a video idea. So thank you, Sean, for the inspiration. I now really want a sticky toffee pudding. Uh, that might have to be <laughs> the weekend project, seeing as we can't go out unless we're on the Isle and of Fucking Man. I want a half a dozen pastel donatas. That's what uh, I want. Half a dozen? They're so small and delicious. You can, no, you I can was saying, I think you're selling yourself them. short there, buddy. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> did, okay, I'll have a baker's dozen then. There you go. There you go. 13, blimey. Um, <laughs> cool, well, that's all we've got time for this week. Thank you, Sean. Brad and I are now going to eat ourselves to death and get diabetes. And we'll see you on Wednesday. We've got the final, uh, final episode of our best, what were we calling it? The World Series. Best of in yeah. the world videos. And then we are homebrewing, hopefully with some very special guests. So that could be a lot of fun in two weeks' time. So, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Uh, check out the links in the descriptions box to buy, uh, buy our merch and obviously the, the videos we've referenced and this week's video. And we'll catch you guys on Wednesday. The Bubble Podcast is brought to you by the nerds behind YouTube's Craft Beer channel. Head to youtube.com slash the craft beer channel to watch this week's video and over 400 more exciting episodes. If you love what we do, please, please, please do subscribe and even join our Patreon at patreon.com slash craft beer channel. Love and beer.